You're listening to the Kingdom Flow Podcast. I'm Kyle Jones. And I'm Ian Sperry. Now more than ever, we're in a time where Christians need to rise up. Business owners and corporate executives have a great opportunity to capture hearts by living out their faith, holding the line that's being challenged every day. Listen in as we work to uncover ways to help you live your life by design and challenge the norm by breaking down barriers and truly encouraging you to go all in on your faith. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe to the show on the platform of your choice. Let's go. Lord Jesus, we are just grateful for this day, grateful to be back together here, Lord. And we just, um, of course, as always, we just want to give you all glory and honor for for being able to have this conversation and, and let other people listen in. And we just pray that this conversation resonates with, uh, with a few people and that you just help change their perspective on... Um, ultimately just drawing closer to you and, and, and wanting to have the desire to grow a deeper relationship with you. So Lord, we love you, and we just ask that you bless this conversation. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So as a matter of fact, if people don't know this, you are, you are now, I guess, what, what we would call a, a viral TikTok celebrity to an extent. Oh, which one? Because <laughs> you. Why? Just because we've had so much good feedback on some of these podcasts yes. lately, and 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 your your following is continuing to grow statistically, your 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 growth numbers. You know, I'm watching you. Your your Instagram followers continue to hit that follow button. You know, what's it What's it like to be you? It's I don't know, like, man. It's kind of cool. <laughs> you know, I don't want to brag too much, but I'm kind of becoming a big deal. <laughs> I got a couple of likes on some pictures from some people. And, yeah. You know, yeah. kind of being noticed. You, know? you you got a you got a couple likes from the likes of Jabin Chavez, yes. um, some other Rod you know, Parsley yeah. shout out. It's it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. But all kidding aside, we actually had tremendous feedback on a recent podcast yes. with Jennifer Foster. It was awesome. And um, you know that was we've obviously got some things we're going to, want to talk about today. But that's that was one of those. If I'm thinking back to it. It was one of those where you're like in the conversation and you can, you just know that yeah. there's so much fruit being talked about, but then in, it wasn't really until I went back and listened to it where it was like, man, it was really was a great conversation. She brought so much good information. So would highly encourage anybody yeah. to go back and listen to that because, um, you know, it's just, just anytime that somebody just shows vulnerability, um, on a public platform like that, who already has kind of a public life. Yeah. I mean, people can learn from that. It's pretty cool. I don't normally listen to our podcasts um, <laughs> just because I don't like hearing myself. But you should like and subscribe. <laughs> no, I just <laughs> like hearing myself talk, okay? And 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 I kind of got a weird laugh that I don't love, so I don't listen to it. But I went back and listened to that one, um, and it really was extremely good. I, I talked to Jennifer um, again, and we're going to have her back on, on the podcast. And I think there's just more for her to share down the road and – um, just a lot of wisdom there. So I'm greatly appreciative of her. And if you haven't listened to it, you really do need go to go back, back and listen. Even, even though, even though one of the hosts does not listen. Well, to you me. know what? I probably shouldn't have said that, but you know what I'm I mean? Just, like, I'm just teasing. Know? I'm just know. teasing. You have a great laugh. It's just, it's loud. I mean, as I, <laughs> everybody's laugh is weird. Yeah. Uh, but I think we've got a, we've got a lot to talk about because, um, you know, as we we mentioned it going in, we didn't really go too far into it, but my family just took a trip to Israel. You've been to Israel. And um, I think we, we wanted to use this time to talk about a few things that 
uh, my family and specifically my wife and I came back with a fresh perspective on um, just so many different things that we'll get into and I think could help some people. Just because when we think of Israel, we think of just, number one, and I'll speak for myself, it's out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. It's just this small country in the Middle East. We know it's important. We know what it, what kind of role it, it placed in terms of biblical history. But I think one of the biggest things that we forget about is Israel has not been, quote unquote, a country for for very long yep. here recently. Mm-hmm. And by recently, I don't remember the 60s. exact date, the 60s, yeah, but um, that's when it came back to being recognized as a state and the UN, mm-hmm. you know, declared it as a, as a country again. And more than that, you know, one of the things that we, that we do want to talk about is, you know, I, I don't want to spill the beans just yet, but I, I think that in itself across all aspects, when you when you think about the Jewish culture, you think about the Jewish faith and the Christian faith, there is alignment in, in one of the things that has to happen before Jesus returns, and that is a common theme, and Israel becomes a nation again, mm-hmm. and that has happened. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. before we really get into that, though, I do want to just do kind of a quick drive-by because we saw so many cool sites, and we just, um, again, there was just... It was very unique perspective that I came away with that I really wasn't expecting to in terms of um, a lot of it has to do with the Jewish culture even. But, um, you know, we started with going in a day early. We we ended up getting there ahead of the group that we were going with, spent a night in Tel Aviv, which was just, you know, it was nice to have a day early to, to overcome the jet lag. Yeah. Uh, but we stayed on the beach of the Mediterranean Sea, which is just incredible. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sitting there the next morning, like overlooking the Mediterranean oh, Sea. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's, it's different, man. Yeah. It's different. And even though, like, but I still was was feeling, I, I do want to back up because going into it, um, there was a little bit of like, anxiety is not the right word because I wasn't feeling anxious, but it was like anticipation there. Um, And a lot of it had to do with the expectations around like, what is this trip going to do for me with my faith and with my family's faith, but also like some of the tension that is in the land itself. And I don't know if you had any experience with that when you went on your trip, but literally days before we're going, Israel went and bombed essentially a Palestinian controlled city. Oh yeah. And, you know, if you, if you read the U S news, it just looks like Israel's the bad boy. I think the U S especially with today's media really paints Israel to be the bad boy and how they report the news and, and what happens there. But the reality is, you know, you have to search and really seek to find that they were bombing a specific, uh, part, a specific city that they, where they thought the Hamas fighters were building this massive brigade, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which Hamas is one of the larger terrorist organizations that's there that is, you know, wants to annihilate Israel. Israel. Yep. W- one of the many. Yep. Right. Yep. <laughs> but um, we made our way through, um, you know, up from Tel Aviv up to. How was, like, I mean, how yeah. was security? So I remember when I went, security was getting through Israel was pretty pretty not pretty it was just there was a lot of checking there's a lot of this a lot of that and then getting back was even worse was it was it has it changed at all 
Because I went two no, years ago. No, it really seven. hasn't changed. Okay. So yeah, so we actually, we flew from Houston to New York okay. in Newark. So that was fine. But when we got there, you know, we're walking around, I'm looking for the gate and there, and there was like this one small section, it was completely blocked off. And they said, oh, if you're looking for this gate to Tel Aviv, you got to go all the way around. So there's like, even to be in the gate area, they've got it like blocked Block off. off. They're yeah. checking passports, they're checking everything. Oh yeah. And then you go through like another layer of security. They're doing those, um, every, everybody, you know, those strips at TSA yeah. now where they like just wipe your wipe stuff it. and yeah. they can tell yeah. they did that for all of our bags, all of our carry-ons. And this is after security. security. Like we were on yeah. the other side of security. Correct. Correct. And then we get in there and it's like, I mean, first of all, the smell, the body odor that was in that little area was just absolutely horrid. They don't, they don't because deodorant. there was, yeah. you know, some very traditional, yes. uh, Jewish people in there, which they don't believe you know, that's okay they should go back and listen to the previous episode <laughs> they should and they will learn they about should, they should trim some of their armpits exactly hairs. i mean that's all they need to do <laughs> i need to go teach uh, them something so i have to tell the story though but like going in there i i knew this because i've been around you know i'm in real estate there there's a huge population of just jewish people yeah. in the real estate community so i see i see all kinds i see the you know the the yarmulkes, I see the big hats, I see, yeah. but we go in and my dear wife, she is just utterly confused why all these Amish people are about to board this flight to Tel Aviv. <laughs> <laughs> these Amish aye, people, aye, aye. if you don't, if that joke doesn't, doesn't resonate with you. Why are all these Amish on this plane? <laughs> so what, which, uh, you know this, what, what does the specific Jewish culture that dresses in the black top hats and the, and the long coats. It's is the, it, uh, uh, Hasidic, 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 Hasidic Jews. Hasidic I Jews. I, I can't remember exactly, yeah. but it's one of them where Hasidic they are, Jews. you know, suited out. They're all, Hedetail. they all yeah. have beards. Oh yeah. And they're in the black top hats. Yep. I mean, you know, they do resemble Amish people, but you know, the Amish are not going to be riding a plane. Well, dude, <laughs> I remember when this was, the... <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. That is just like, well, when we were going, we were we were traveling with a bunch of, you know, I, this was ten years ago, so I was probably early twenties, maybe longer than that. But I remember one of the guys named um, his name was Cody. I won't name his last name, but Cody, um, we're walking through the main part of security, and Cody goes, "Hey, what do you think if I raise my hand and go Allah Akbar?" Or, oh. <laughs> and I look, I'm, I got. When I when he said that, I I start looking around, and I said I'm getting far away from you. Yes, because he he was that kind of guy. He would just do random crazy just stuff just to cause a stir, and it would cause a stir in wow. there. And so that was when all that stuff was going on. So it's good to know that uh, the the gates of Israel are still as as intense still as highly used. protected. Yeah, yeah, um, and rightfully so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, everyone wants to kill them. Yeah. Ultimately, they want to protect the land that God gave them. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the the different beliefs of just Judaism, all types of Jewish, whether modern or Christians, or there's yeah. just there's a couple different, and I'm not the person to ask, but there is a one there's one commonality. They all worship Yahweh. Yeah. It's 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 how they believe and who the Messiah was, but they they do worship Yahweh. Sure. And they do acknowledge that God gave them that land and that they are the chosen people. Mm -hmm. And just that in itself gives them so much confidence and, yep. and, and the will to protect the land. So, you know, 
flight was easy getting over there. Um, get there, said, spent the night in Tel Aviv. The next day we drove up to our first hotel, which is in Magdala, which was the hometown of Mary Magdalene. Um, this was on the Sea of Galilee. So I don't know. That wasn't there, I don't believe. It wasn't. This hotel was built in the last five years. Okay, that's okay. And yeah. as part of it, when they started construction of a hotel, they uncovered the Magdala Synagogue, oh, where wow. they can confirm that Jesus preached at for at least four of his teachings. Wow. Four times. Wow. Perhaps more, because yeah. if you look at his, where he he spent most of his life yeah. in the Galilee area. Yeah. Um, but that was just really cool, because this is like a fresh excavation within the last five years that's right there. And it is clearly like, this is something that hasn't been completely destroyed. Like mm -hmm. the the synagogue in Capernaum, this, the, a lot of the other synagogues and some of the other neighboring uh, cities have all been destroyed. And yeah. were, if it wasn't, you know, back in biblical times, it was, it was through the recent. Crusaders yep. and the Byzantine times. So all that, yep. which I've learned, I didn't know, I'm not a historian now, but um my first sights of the Sea of Galilee, I think, really settled in. And I don't know how it was for you when you went, but it was just like this nostalgia effect where it was like like this huge sense of peace that just came over. And you just saw that like you're in the midst. And, and when, as you're driving over, at least the, the road that we were taking, we're looking out and we turn this corner around the hilltop. You, could, you see it. It's right there. It's yeah. big. Yeah. It's a lot bigger than I expected. But then you're also looking over there and you can see, hey, that's Jordan. Back over here, that's Syria. Like we are right in the middle of right in the heart. of bad boy land. Bad yeah. yeah. And uh, like a lot of bad things. Like if yep. they wanted to shoot a rocket, they could try, but then you th th yeah. think about the Iron Dome, which yeah. you know, that's a whole nother deal. So I mean, what was it like? Like when you saw that, did you have any similar experience when you went over there and when you saw the Sea of Galilee? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you read about this in the Bible, and we think of when we read about the Sea of Galilee, when we read about Jesus and what he did, we think of this land, either the size of the United States or the size of India or the size of China, and it's tiny. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing like that, right? And so a lot of these sites that you saw, do we know a million trillion percent? Some of them we do, right? Like Peter's house. Um, a few of them we know for sure, like this is where these things were. Not all of them are 100%, but we can say, hey, it's pretty stinking close because the country's not big. Right. It's tiny. Yeah. You know, so when I first saw it, it brought uh, context to to what I was reading. It brought like, it, it made it much more, real is the easy word to say because it, it did make it more real. Um but it, it, it just made it more alive and made it more tangible. And, you, and you're looking at it um, from a, just a different lens. Yeah. That's how when I saw Galilee, when we, we went, when we went on it, I mean, to think of all the things that happened in or around that area, um, it's just, it's mind blowing. Um, and I, I, it's really unfortunate too, a lot of times because the Jewish culture just, it's almost it's almost similar to a Christian, a khaki wearing Christian that's just been in it their whole yeah. lives, yeah. right? And it's like another just common thing. Mm -hmm. um, that, unfortunately, that is some of of the belief there in Israel is just it's just commonplace, and it's just like eh, you know it Dude, is what I, it is. That was like it was it, I couldn't comprehend. Like we go out there, we drop our bags off in the room, and I said I just want to go see it close yeah. up. 
I actually wanted to touch it. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. but it, not because I felt like the water was holy, but oh. I was like, I just want to touch the same water yeah. that, uh, that Jesus walked on that yeah. he spent so much in, <clears throat> I would get out there and there's like jet skis, right? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. boating. I'm like, man, I'm having, I'm trying to have a holy moment, moment here. Yeah. And I'll just hear this jet ski. And then all of a sudden, like, um, you know, we're, we're like looking at, rocks and like just like I, we're just soaking it all in as a family and then this like other boat comes out it was like some hebrew rap song like yeah. just like bumping this boat and i'm like oh that's oh, a buzzkill yeah, exactly that's a, yeah but uh but i did i i i said to myself i just felt like i needed to go have my quiet time there mm -hmm. and like next to it and so um you know i ended up doing that and it was really uh, really cool just to be out there in that moment because the sun also rises really early out there. Mm -hmm. And so it was, I Stupid mean, it, early. it was like we were, I was up at like 530 just because of the, the jet lag and yeah. it was like bright. Like it was, yeah. it was like what it would be like seven o'clock, 730 yeah. here. Um, but spent the night. So next day was like actually our first full day where we were actually seeing some sights and we spent um, all of our time right there in just the you know, driving and you don't have to go far. It's like a, that was the one, one of the observations I made just how close in proximity that whole area was, yep. which is why it made sense for where Jesus spent most of his time. Cause he didn't really have to go far. He just bounced around. Yep. And if you just, I mean, even back then you could probably walk around the entire sea of Galilee in a couple days. Yeah. And if you stretch that out to a week, you know, Easy. you could easily yeah. like minister and, yep. and, and, have teachings there and everything else. We went to the Mount of Beatitudes. That was the first thing. It's cool. It was really cool. And, um, you know, leading up to it to it, that was like where it really settled in. And I used that opportunity. So we did, um, you know, part of the group that we were with pretty much at all the sites, we read the, some scriptures mm -hmm. that applied to that specific area. And so we read the Sermon on the Mount. So for those who didn't know what the Mount of Beatitudes is, that's where the Sermon on the Mount was taught. And so we read the first, um, you know, 12 verses where it has the eight Beatitudes. Mm -hmm. From there, the encouragement from the group leader was, hey, just take some time, break off, pray. You're here. This is the first day. Really just ask God to reveal something to you to set the expectation for the entire trip. So I pulled in our family when we broke out and I just kind of reiterated that. And I just said, Hey, this is how I think, um, these are some specific things that you could pray for and everything else. And it was really cool. So we broke off as a family and, um, Jack told Lindsay, he said, I just like, I want to be alone. I want to be alone. And so I got this picture and you can just tell, like he's got his eyes closed and he's sitting on this rock, man. I will never forget this moment because also some backstory, he had been asking and being excited about how he wanted to be baptized while yeah. we were there. And it was like, we were kind of pumping the brakes to make sure he understood that it wasn't just like, Hey, it's not just for show. Yeah. It's actually meaningful. And these are some steps that we want you to, to understand before we get there. And I believe in that moment, it it finally clicked with him. Yeah. Um, and I know that because he came away and he was like, this is, and Lindsay had a pretty detailed conversation with him about that and everything else. So it was just cool. unreal. God was speaking to Kennedy as well. She came up to me after that and um, shared with me something that 
was very specific that he revealed to her in that moment, but it was just really cool to see too. One of the things that I, even going in there, you see what it really meant, like how they leveraged the amphitheater type mm -hmm. of just the terrain that was it available is. to yep. them. And our guide pointed it out. Like we were, we were up on this mountaintop and the, there was just this little valley right here that kind of sloped down and you go to the very end and he said that's where he would, you know, that's where he probably stood yeah. because if you hear, and he said, here, listen, and he pointed out, he said, there was a car, there was a road there. He said, you can hear that car, be quiet. Mm -hmm. And he, we, you literally could hear the car's motor running and we were at least 150, 200 yards away. Yeah. And it sounded like we were right there, 10 feet. Yeah. It was just, it was just crazy mm -hmm. how intentional that was. Yeah. Um, did you have any, did you, did you guys go to the Sermon on the Mount area at all? Did, we did. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Hearing your stories, I'm taking back to, um, taking back to mine, but yeah, we did. It was really, 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 really cool. Really so cool what, experience. what was it? Uh, everybody's different. And I think some people probably go over there just because, Hey, this is cool yeah. to be in this holy sites. Yeah. I think, you know, my intention was, to, Hey, I am expecting to hear God's voice. I have very high expectations, which frankly, all my expectations were exceeded f from that and everything else. But like, was it similar to you? Cause I know it was a while ago where you had, did you have those same expectations? And then like, no, I, I really wanted to learn. Yeah. Like I went in there like, God, I, I've read about you. I've, you know, I want to see the Bible come alive in my day, just like it came alive then. And so between, you know, miracles and praying and, the, you know, all of it, I wanted to learn. Um, I wanted to learn. Like I was, I was in it to really, really learn. And yeah, and throughout the process, I mean, there was just moments of, you know, crying and moments of, oh my gosh, this is what happened here and, and the weight of it. Um, so yeah, but mine was, mine was really a, we went on a, you know, I was there for three, three and a half weeks and it was a study. Like, oh yeah. You were it, there a lot longer than we it were. was there to study. Yeah. And so, um, so it was good. I mean, I want to go back. We, Michaela and I were talking, we're going to go back and, and we're going to go back again, or she's going to go with, we're going to do it to, to, to kind of see it all over again. Cause even some of the stuff that y'all did, we were not allowed to do. Yeah. Um, just cause of the, the, the way it was, but, um, yeah, I, I, my mindset was a little bit different. Of course, you know, the Lord did what he did, but it, it marked me for yeah. forever. Well, it really, I think where the emotions really started setting in was the next stop, which when we actually went out on the Sea of Galilee mm -hmm. and we got in a boat that was like, it was a modern day wooden boat, but it yeah. was still like, we did the same thing. It was, it was so, so cool. cool. Yeah. And if you just Google like boat ride and on the Sea of Galilee, you'll kind of see, cause I did that. You'll see kind of the wooden boat. So it's, it's modernized, but it was still like the intention was to go out there and the group that we were with, the group leader put on worship music. We're blaring worship music, yeah. drowning out, you know, oh, the, the Hebrew actual, rap yeah. that we're, that's going on the background of yeah. the jet skis. And at this point it really wasn't crowded, but that's where, I really first, you know, got a little bit emotional just being out there, being on that water, just thinking about so many, so many things that took place, you know, from Jesus calming the storm to, you know, him actually walking out there and just, just even being on the waters where Peter made a living, you know, Peter and Andrew made their living on those waters, yeah. just fishing and going out and just envisioning them going as far out as we did to catch fish and, and everything else. It was just very, very surreal. Yeah. 
Um, then we bounced up to Capernaum, um, which was very cool. Capernaum was like the metropolis of that area. Uh, we went to the, 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 our first experience where the ladies actually had to cover up their, their legs and their shoulders was at the next stop. Actually we had lunch, but it was at, um, it's called, um, I had to write it down the church of the, of primacy of St. Peter, which is where, um, John 21 took place. It was where Jesus was there waiting on the shore after he was just crucified right before he ascended. And that's where they had the conversation about that. He told Peter to go back out, did basically the same miracle that he used to, to convince Peter to follow him, you know, told him to cast his nets out and brought all this fish back, but he already had fish waiting for him. So that was the whole story. This is where it took place, but which going in there, it was like, I didn't know why that was specifically like a holier site than, or and it was, it's, it's deemed like this because of the Catholic church and they yes. take a note over it. Yes. That was the first experience. I mean, we got yelled at. Oh yeah. Because our guide, um, you know, this is, you mentioned that you weren't allowed to go to some sites. So things change like every week with what the, the Catholic church might require you to cover up from the lady standpoint. They, even some men, you have to wear, uh, jeans or pants or whatever. Um, and then, you know, when you get down into Jerusalem, the Muslim culture and what they control and everything else, it like, it can change literally every day on whether or not you're even going to be allowed to see the sites or what yep. you have to cover up. So our guy, our guy takes him in. Didn't realize. He did. He was uh, trying to push it a little bit, bit yeah, yeah. Uh, because he was thinking that we, we, the ladies only had to cover up there. And when I say cover up, I mean, like they're just wearing shorts. Yeah, they're not, they're not wearing not bikinis. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they have to put like these, yeah. these skirts on or like a scarf that has it's to like go below their knees. Yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't offer them anywhere. Oh, they the did. only the only place that offered them was the Temple Mount. But like some of these Catholic sites, if you don't have it, you just you got to go. Yeah. They won't let you in. And this guy was screaming, and he got very um, condescending and sarcastic. and was like. If you don't speak English, let me translate for you in Italian. And he was like, in Italian, he basically said, this is a holy site. You know, we set the rules, basically. Yeah. You have to cover up if you want to go any further. Yeah. And it's like, it's weird because it's also like this public site. So any, anyways, it was, it was still cool. Once we got through that, it was like, you're right there. They are, that is one of the sites in that area that they have more or less confirmed yeah. based on the artifacts they found and, you know, line it up with scripture that that's where John 21 took place. Yeah. Um, and we finished today with baptisms in the Jordan River. So cool. Got to baptize. Uh, Lindsay and I got baptized together. Got to baptize all of our, did all the, of our did kids. Did Benet and Ivy baptize y'all or did? They uh, did. They did. They did. That's so cool. And then Lindsay and I did a team baptism for... And that really was, um, you know, it's one of those special moments where it's like nowhere in, in the Bible does it say you have to get baptized multiple times, but it's no, just like, it's still cool. you're in the Jordan River. Yeah, do it. <laughs> just get baptized again. <laughs> Even if you've been sprinkled, yeah, you know, for like sure. whatever your beliefs are, like that's just, it was unreal. Did you, did you get baptized? No. In the, you, you didn't have access no. to the Jordan there? Or no, we did. Survive? We did. We, uh, our, our guide was... Um, it was just different. It was like, hey, we're learning. This is it. You know, this is what happened. And so we were we were moving. We got to we got to be around it. And if I'm not mistaken, too, there was something going on in the Jordan at that time too, whether it was either low or high or something when we went. 
and it wasn't nearly as accessible. Hmm. Um, but no, we did go buy it, um, but I did not. I did not get baptized. Yeah. So there's actually, um, well, no, for the baptism, they they just have the one site, but the site that they actually where they believe that Lost. that Jesus baptized. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, or was baptized by John the Baptist. Um, it is on the Jordan side, mm-hmm. and you do have to have a visa. And it was like during while we were there, we couldn't cross. And it had also to do with they've just you know the it's in the summer. It's much more um, drought type weather because mm-hmm. it is that's on the desert side. So we were not able to go there in the actual site where Jesus got baptized. But you can. So, but we were still in the Jordan. So yeah, it's awesome. It was just so cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, but the next day, this I wanted to get some more input from you on this because this is something. The next day, I was not expecting to experience this. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw one holy site. We 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 stopped through Caesarea Philippi, where Jesus changed, you know, Simon's name to mm-hmm. Peter, Peter and said he was going to build his house on the, on the rock. If you look at the Greek, Peter means rock mm-hmm. in the Greek. Um. Which is cool in itself. I'm I'm just kind of moving forward quickly through that because we drove up to this part of Israel where we we drove up to the the furthest northern city that we could, and um and we parked the bus and we get out and on one side you have the border of Lebanon and on the other side you have the border of Syria, and then lining the border, you have this massive camp of Hezbollah fighters, mm-hmm. terrorists. Mm-hmm. Like not even not even a mile away, mm-hmm. and it's like, what are we doing here? <laughs> That's my. Yeah. I'm thinking like, why am I here? We We're literally you? driving around this roundabout. We go up, and you can see like we go as far as we we really can in the bus, and um, you know they have a couple fences. So the border fence is like you know it's a chain link fence, but it's pretty high, and it's got mm, tons of barbed wire all along this. So. Um, you know, it's just not any chain link fence, yeah. but we turn around this roundabout and you're driving by and you see this building where it's like, those are bullet holes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It's like big bullet holes. Yeah. Those are big ones. Yeah, yeah. And then we turn around and then like, we go up this little mountain a little ways and we get out and that's where we stop the bus and he, we get out and everything else. And, you know, everybody's asking the question. So I didn't, I missed this. Um, our guide was actually X. IDF, Israeli Defense Force, which is like special forces, but their special forces are another level from where the U.S. military is. So he has that experience and, you know, he's very knowledgeable as a guide, but it's like, hey, why are we here? And he's taken us through the conflict and everything else and all the history. And that's where we really started learning more about kind of modern day conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said one thing that really stuck and he said, the but the primary reason that we brought you here is we want to show all those people over there that we're not afraid to bring our American friends right here because we have full confidence that God's going to defend our country and um, and we don't want to show them any kind of weakness. And I just was like, that's incredible. Yeah. Like, and as a conversation unfolded, it's like, yes, we, we at every major you know, quote unquote city or potential border crossing, we have a, um, an Israeli post there because we want to show our presence. We want to show them whether it's ISIS, ISIS, Hezbollah, or even just Syria. We want to show them that we're not scared of them. Even as small as we, a country we are, we know 
that we're God's chosen people mm -hmm. and we want to defend that and we carry that confidence with us. Mm -hmm. It's just unreal. Yeah, it's, you know, the, the, the people themselves have always had a David and Goliath mindset their yeah. whole lives. They, they, you know, they, they require everyone to serve. I think it's two years yep. in the military. And so it is this, um, for the most part, when we went, they were going through a weird transition of, um, it was a lot of uh, the pride movement opening up. It was a lot of, um, so got to think, maybe that was 13 years ago, 12 years ago. So, I mean, it was it was where this movement was happening, where this freedom, this this almost rebellious kind of feel was happening in Israel at the time. Yeah. And, but it was, it was short-lived. But, I mean, these people, um, they are used to, you think about it. I mean, not even 100 years ago, you know, um, the Holocaust and, and all of this is happening and they want to be destroyed. I mean, you got to think about that. Like, it's not even that long ago. No, that's, that's within, that's modern day. Almost. Oh yeah. It's not I mean, long that's ago. Not... We think of it as forever ago. Yeah. And, but I mean, this between, between what happened to them between Christ and now all the chaos that went through with the church and, and all of that was just insanity. And then you think of it now, um, you know, where people are wanting to take back their land. They, they live with a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. And they walk around the majority of them, um, will walk around. Um, there is a pride, not a bad pride, but there is a pride. And then there is a, um, you just don't, you don't, you don't mess with us kind of thing. Yeah. And that's, that's the way you feel the whole time. I can tell you this, all the stuff that all the stuff you're talking about, I, it was incredible. I living, you don't realize how close you are to danger. Like people don't, they're like, oh, it's Israel. It's like this. It happens all the time. Bombings yeah. all the time. Yeah, I never felt I was. I felt just as safe in Israel as I did in America. Dude, I arguably felt, felt safer. Yeah, there, and you just see the presence everywhere. Everywhere. Like, that's like, and they have um, everywhere. They have. Uh, What's the jets? What's F, F, um, I can't even like think. Like the bomber jets? Yeah. What's the jet? What's the, the um, fighter jets? Yeah. What are the jets? I can't even remember. I don't know. I, I didn't write that down. They got them all over? F-18? I don't know. F-18? I don't even know. Somebody's going to correct me. But anyways, it's the fighter jets that, you know, is the modern day fighter jet. Yeah. They've got these just constantly hovering and you don't see them. You see them every now and then. But they have a 24 hour there. They are, and they are just like, they're patrolling. They're in the air. Like they are 24 hours, seven days a week. They are just hovering. And people don't realize too, the, the iron dome that you talked about. Yeah. Elaborate you, on that. Well, you just, because need, we tell, tell people what it is. You need to Google. I mean, people need to Google how incredible it is. It senses, um, when these, when these rockets and stuff are, are, are shot into the area, and um, it picks up on, I forgot what I was listening to something. It was actually, I was listening to Life Force or Life with the Tony Robbins book. And they were talking about, it's the same, um, this, this treatment on someone's uh, tumor in the brain is so precise. It's the same precision that the iron um, dome has on hearing. It can hear that small of a, a noise and precisely yeah. hit that noise, which is ultimately a rocket or a bomb or something coming in. Mm. And, it, and it can decipher between a rocket or versus like an airplane. Air, anything. 
It's it's so intense. I did um when I was going over there, we we did some googling on it, and and you and you, they have a so first off, not anyone truly knows every single detail about it because it's so type top secret. Yeah, but people have an idea of how it works. It's pretty impressive. Dude. Well, they don't even really know where they're coming from. From yeah, and it's that's part of the the mystery. The mystery. It. Yes, but, like just to put it in perspective, so I. I I had looked it up too. There was um I can't remember. It was it was like two years ago was probably the, the last largest right. attack yeah, where yeah. there was like fifteen hundred to two thousand missiles that were shot. Did you I think it was on YouTube you could see it. Were they filming them coming in? Uh maybe. I'm pretty sure it is. But this was not too long ago, so yeah. it would absolutely yeah, make sense that somebody sure got it, it on video. But it was like that's a lot of missiles coming in, and they're 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 not like when these when these terrorist organizations that are like elementary compared to yeah. like what we're really talking about, they they just like they're not trying, they're not being strategic. They're, they're just, just shooting they're just yeah. shooting everything. So the Iron Dome had a ninety five percent success rate on knocking them down. The five percent that they did not knock down, it was because those missiles were going into open territory that yep. was not Occupied. civilized. Correct. So they didn't shoot the missile. Yeah. Like that is how I sophisticated forgot, that is. I forgot there was I forgot the last time that something got through. It's it's as rare as seeing a a pink elephant. I mean it's oh, like it's it's it's, it's, it's it's stupid. Insane. Yeah, it really is. And they so like if you if you google the success rate of cuz I was looking at that I was like, "Oh, the success rate isn't really that high." So I asked the guide that and he was like, "Oh, that's because of yeah. this. It's like it's because it doesn't shoot if it's going into like a wide open space, they don't care. You know, we're yeah. not going to like Waste. it's going to yeah. go. It's going to go. Yeah. It's mostly like the the civilized, civilized areas. areas, but the other thing that I noticed too, is I was kind of got, got on that kick of like looking at the military aspect yeah. of it. So you have these, uh, it's mostly like right now, a lot of the tension that you'll see where there's bombings, it's the Hamas mm -hmm. terrorist organization mm -hmm. right now. They just, cause they have a foothold in the Palestinian controlled areas and they're the ones that are controlling the Gaza. Hamas, from my, I'm, I'm not mistaken. They're kind of like a flea right now. Like just, yeah. just don't go away. But they're, they're they're, they are, and they're backed yeah. by Iran. Iran. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they, you know, but and um, anyways, they the, a lot of their terrorist attacks. If it's not like trying to shoot a rocket over the Gaza Strip, which literally happens like once a week, mm -hmm. it's you know they'll they'll get in a car and they'll try to take out a crowd on the side streets, and that 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 play has happened a lot, especially in Tel Aviv when it's more crowded, it's more civilized, and. But one of the common themes that I saw that was like really eye-opening to me, majority of the, the, the way that they're stopping these terrorists is by a civilian shooting that terrorist. Really? Yes. Yeah. So civilians they're packing pop. and they're just <laughs> taking them out right there. Like, and it, and it's like, you miss it if you're just reading it. Yeah. But it's like, um, you know, and the, the driver was stopped by a civilian who had a gun. Yeah. Like, it's like, just like, that was like one note. No, he was ready. It's like, yeah, yeah. so yeah. the fact is, you know, there is, that's one of the biggest things that we walked away with that was eye-opening that we think, we think that we're like America, we have pride. We think the world revolves around America just because arguably I do believe sure. this, even statistics don't say this, America is still one of the most powerful countries yes. in the world when you look at like economy and military and all that other thing. But there is a severe difference in how we as Americans have pride for our countries. Even even Bubba 
you know, who, mm -hmm. who walks around with an American flag on his truck or drives around with American flag on his truck compared to what they have. It's like, you know, you think about that Bubba, what's he really doing? Like these people are trained killers. Mm -hmm. They're dealing with life or death situations while we're dealing with what bathroom should we use mm -hmm. the men's or the women's mm -hmm. let's just let's just call it let's just get a gender neutral bathroom, bathroom. Yeah, yeah like it's comical when you talk about what we're comparing and what we're what our political parties are are fighting against versus what their political system yeah. is is up against it is stupid and it really had shifted my perspective on that in itself and taking the pressure away from me as a person like Man, I I don't want to be so in like I care about it because I care about the country and the way being, but at the end of the day, um what I believe is like especially like being there and seeing it, like when when things go down, like in times tribulation, mm -hmm. it's gonna happen in that area. It ain't gonna happen in America. Mm -hmm. We're just gonna be able to make the decision. Do, are we gonna stand with Israel, or are we just gonna not gonna do anything? Yeah, I mean, if you look in if you look in Scripture, it doesn't mention America at all in the end no. times, right? I mean, <laughs> it just doesn't. Um, you know, I think outside of our 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 men and women that served in our country that have pride for the country. I think the average America, unfortunately, American, unfortunately, has very little pride in who we mm -hmm. are as a country, and it's sad. But it does it does two things. When I went, number one, it oddly enough, it made me have more pride in my country too. Yeah, it did because I saw people that truly cared, and I think I'm an American that does care. Look, I I, I love our country. I love our military. Um, I love our freedoms. Um, but it, it, man, it, 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 you, you gotta, you gotta be engaged in it and not just go with the flow throughout your entire life. And like you said, worry about, um, should we be able, should men be able to be in women's bathrooms? Yeah. Um, it, it, there, there's a lot more going on. Um, and that is one thing that I think the Israeli people do well is they put the importance of the protection of their country at the forefront of their mind and it doesn't leave it. That's good. And yeah. so um, it is not to say that they're not worried about bathrooms too, because certain parts of Israel, oh, that are, sure. they are, yeah. they're very, they're very much secular and it's, but regardless, the protection of their country comes first and the, the, the protection of what they have and what God's given them comes first and everything else comes second. And it really parallels that exactly to us as moms and dads yeah. in our own lives. The, moms and dads, the most important thing should be your family and the protection of that family surrounded with what God's given you, and then everything else should flow from Expand that. on that, though, because let's learn from that. Like that's, that's one of the things that I am really—that's made complete sense to me when I think about, like, okay— Nowhere in the scripture does it say America, like you said, but yeah. it also nowhere in it does it say I need to do whatever I can to influence who Caesar, which who Caesar, which which Caesar is in power. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like doesn't say that. Mm -hmm. We 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 are called to advance the kingdom yeah. by making disciples, but we do that by loving God and making sure that our family is taken care of. Yeah. And if those two things right there are taken care of now we we focus on on the exterior and we we are called to go outside the four walls but i think paul talks about that. it perfectly you know he says what what should what you know as a christians what should we be doing right now and i think it's either i want to say it's in 
I think it's in Thessalonians. I could be wrong. But basically, he says, hey, look, get a job, work hard, protect your family. You know? Yeah. Um, there's a part in in in, in um, Titus where he talks about he's talking to Titus and he goes, "Hey, make sure um, that everything you speak, right? There's no no one around you can can take what you say and twist it, right? There's so there's just some 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 basics that Israel gets that a lot of times we as Americans don't get, and right. like it's exactly what you said. It's hey, we are to love the Lord." our God, with all of our heart, soul, and mind, we are to protect, provide, and surround our families. Um, and then we, thirdly, is we're supposed to be a blessing, blessing to the church, a blessing to, to our communities, blessing to our fellow man. But it, it, it's got to be in that order. It's yeah. got to be. And that's the one thing when you're talking about pride of, of Israel, really what I think they have is they have order when yeah. it comes to that stuff. It's really, it's really what it is. And so what it did for me when I was there, when I saw that it brought back, um, it brought back more pride in my country um, and going, Hey, like this freedom isn't free. Um, I remember coming back, you know, texting a bunch of family members that had served and then friends that had served because it's true. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a lot of times we take this stuff for granted. And in, in Israel, you don't feel that as much, number one, because they're required to serve. Right. I mean, they're forced to. There's no getting around that. Yeah. Um, and and then, it makes you wonder, like, could life really look different if we were required to serve? I think so. I absolutely. And I would I would honestly be for that. I'd be because for too. I think majority of the time, you're not in conflict. You're not in mm -hmm. war. But, but you're training as if you were. And you're learning so many other tangible skills that, oh. that like... People just won't get anywhere else. Anywhere no, else. Okay. And, and arguably, even like you think about, um, you know, we were having a completely sidebar conversation um, talking about some of the things we're dealing with with some of our tenants and everything else and yeah. just the mentality that comes along with the entitlement that they have in some cases in some of our buildings, depending on which location it's in. It's like just mandatory that. military. That's going to give somebody an opportunity to yeah. actually like – I'm going to make a way for myself. Yeah. Like I'm going to use that. And you know, not everybody is going to come away with that and have a different perspective on life. But if they come into it, what, what would happen if they came into that and now they learned things like discipline and everything else that would help them be you, successful? You got to think about it again, David and Goliath mindset, when it comes to Israel, they do this for a reason. Mm. They never want people to forget that this is the most important thing. Yeah. And so if the, imagine an Israel like America today, imagine it. Yeah. it, it wouldn't last very long. No, it couldn't last very long because of the pride, because of the protection, because of the understanding of what's at stake would be lost. And I think that's a lot. There's a, there's a lot of good things about having times of peace and times of uh, somewhat of glutton of times of prosper, all of that. There's, there's good things about it, but there's a, also a generation that comes up where it, unless it put in the forefront of our mind, forgets just whether it be Bible, whether it be pride in our country, whether it be what freedom is, all of those things, we forget it. Yeah. And that is one thing, them forcing those people to be in. It's, hey, you're going to be in this country, you're going to serve this country, and you're always going to remember what this is about yeah. and keeping things in order. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's a game changer. So I, I would absolutely be for everyone serving at some level. Um, 
their country for at least two years. Yeah. I think it's I think it's needed. Yeah, so. that's good. Thanks for listening. We hope that you feel encouraged by today's episode. Help us reach the masses by leaving a review and subscribing to the show. We'll see you next time. 